Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Impact Today. My name is Mark. This is my wife, Victoria. And we're excited about what God has in store for you today. Uh, but before we go any further, we want to encourage you to visit our website at impacttoday.tv. Connect with us. If you're a podcast listener, uh, subscribe to our podcast and uh, receive from the Word of God. It has the power to change your life dramatically. One word from God can change your life forever. So get ready to receive today. Today we are going to be talking about the power of the Word of God. This is something that I have had on my heart for a little while to share. I want to just first of all say the Bible, it's not just another book. The Bible's different from all other books because... The words on the pages are the actual thoughts and words and ideas from God Almighty himself. That makes this book very special. Um, Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful. Living and powerful. It's alive. Some other translations say it a little bit different way says the word of God is living and effective. It's alive. It's doing something. It's living and operative. That means it's operating. It's doing something. It goes on to say, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. Now, you might hear that, and you think, Wait a minute, the division of soul and spirit, isn't the soul and the spirit the same thing? No, the soul and the spirit are two very different things. And this scripture tells us that the word of God is so sharp that it can divide between them. As human beings, we are three-part beings. We are a spirit. That means that's the innermost part of us. That's the real us. Uh, 1 Peter 3, 4 calls it the hidden man of the heart. It's hidden because you can't see it. You can't see the real Victoria. We are spirits. The Bible says we are created in the image of God. Well, God is a spirit. That's the part of us that's created in his image, our spirit. Um, So we're spirit beings. We have a soul. Our soul is our mind, our will, and our intellect, our reasoning faculties. It's very closely connected to the spirit. And then there's the body. The body is just this outward shell that we live in. Some people would call it your earth suit. Your body gives you the right to live on this planet. So let's read it again. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. So the word of God can actually get in there and separate the soul from the spirit. Separate your mind, your will, your emotions, your reasoning from what's going on with the real you in your heart. Yes. And I, I think some people, they've heard that scripture taught and they only think doctrinally. Well, the word of God teaches the spirit is one thing, the soul is another thing. And yet we begin there, but it's actually in experience it divides us. 
In other words, like our pastor has said often, anytime he needs to make a, a decision, an important decision, he doubles up on the word. Why? Because as you partake of the word of God, Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. When you partake of the word of God, the spiritual nature of that word begins to penetrate you and it causes you to be able to discern, oh, this is coming from my spirit. This is coming from my mind. Because there's a, they, since they work together, it's hard to discern between the two. But the word of God enables you to be able to discern by experience. You experience mm-hmm. it. Oh, this is really my spirit man talking to me, not just my mind. And that's really important when you're making decisions, yes. uh, living life, having to choose which way to go. So the word of God will do that for you. It goes on to say, well, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It pierces between joints and marrow. You know, I was thinking about this and you get a picture of a, a surgeon's scalpel. Very sharp, very tiny, and with a skilled a surgeon with a skilled hand can use that scalpel to cut away diseased flesh, away from healthy flesh. You know, if there's a tumor or, or something that needs to be cut out. But a surgeon cannot cut through everything and get everything that needs to be out. You've heard, you know, you may have heard sometimes somebody say, well, the doctor said I have an inoperable tumor. That means the surgeon's scalpel cannot get in there and cut it out. But there's something that's sharper than the scalpel of a surgeon, and it's the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. Um, Sometimes people uh, suffer from a personality disorder. If something has happened to them that's um, traumatic, and it wounds their soul, they can suffer from that. Well, there's no scalpel that can fix that. You know, when someone's suffering with that kind of thing, basically the doctors will give them medication and say, you know, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to live with this. You can manage it, but, you know, this is the way it is for you. And with therapy and medication, you know, they can get by. But the Word of God can penetrate even into that situation and fix those kind of things because the word of God is powerful. It's alive. It's operative. It's acting. Yes. Uh, we met a guy a few years ago who uh, his testimony was he was totally strung out on drugs, fried his brain on drugs, and he got right with God, but his mind was still messed up. So he was just led to just read the word, read the word, read the word. He said he read the whole Bible seven times. And when he got to the end, the seventh time, he realized his mind was completely restored. And, I mean, he was, he was on the edge of, you know, what people would call insane. Yeah. yeah. I have another friend, uh, a, close, a, a, a close acquaintance of mine, who has a similar testimony uh, many years ago. Uh, well, first of all, he told me recently that uh, mental disorders, mental illness runs mm-hmm. in his family. It, you know, 
relatives of the past had committed suicide, so forth and so on. And on top of that, years ago, before he'd come to Christ, he was, you know, doing drugs, alcohol, hardcore drugs. Uh, He was uh, listening to music that promoted that kind of lifestyle, and he was studying the occult. Recipe for disaster. A recipe for disaster. And so he has the family background. He's opened himself up to all kinds of demonic activity. And he told me that he thought he was going to lose his mind. Mm -hmm. Thoughts would come to him so swiftly, so rapidly, vile thoughts, blasphemous thoughts, that sometimes he, one time he locked himself into a bathroom and just screamed. And, um, and not only that, he was hearing voices. Mm-hmm. And he told me, he says, if he would have checked himself in at the hospital, he would have been diagnosed as a schizophrenic. And, uh, but he had, he had accepted Christ Jesus as his Lord and Savior. But even at that, he still was having issues with his mind. Now, that's a point we need to make here because, you know, 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says, May the God of peace sanctify you wholly or completely, And I pray your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said you must be born again. He said that to a very religious man in John chapter 3, it's recorded, uh, to a man by the name of Nicodemus. Nicodemus was a religious man. He was part of a religion that fasted twice a week, gave a 10% of all of their income, and yet Jesus said to him, you must be born again. And Nicodemus says, what does that mean? Do I need to go back into my mother's womb even though I'm an older man? And Jesus said, no, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Now notice, that which is born of the spirit is spirit. When you're born again, your spirit is reborn, not your mind. Not your emotions, not your body. When you get born again, if you had wrinkles on your face before, you still have wrinkles. If you had brown hair, you still have brown hair. If you had red hair, you're still going to have red hair. Your body's not reborn. Your spirit is reborn. But your mind's not. And so it's possible to be born again and still have torment in your mind. Still be battling thoughts, Mm -hmm. battling emotions, battling certain thinking and thought processes. And so that's what happened with this acquaintance of mine. He had been born again, but he was still tormented in his mind. These thoughts were coming. These voices were coming. And he realized his only hope was to live in the Word of God. Remember, the Word of God is living, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. And so this man got into the Word, he read 60 chapters every day. 60. That's amazing. That's a lot of of effort. But he was hungry, you see. He was desperate, and he realized it was his only hope. He didn't even understand half of what he was reading, but he knew his answer was found in the Word. Mm. And he told me, he said, it was a process, Mark. But after three years, I was completely 100% healed. No voices, no torment, 
peace in my mind. Some healings are instant. You know, someone prays for you, you pray for yourself, boom, there it is, you have it. But some healings are gradual. They're a process, like with your friend. Mm -hmm. Stick with it. The Word of God has healing power in it. As you read it, as you feed on it, it will produce what it carries in your body, in your spirit. Jesus said in John chapter 8, If you continue in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Notice, the truth will make you free. But how do you get the truth in you? He said, you have to continue in his word. Mm-hmm. You got to stick with it. Live in it. So stick with it. Yeah. Yeah, don't give up. Mm-hmm. I want to look at another scripture, Psalm 107 and verse 20. He sent his word and healed them. This is talking about God. God sent his word and healed them. I love that. It doesn't even say God came to them and healed them. It says he sent his word. God's word is so powerful that all he has to do is send it and it fixes the situation. God sent his word and healed them and, look at this, delivered them from their destruction. If, if the doctor has told you, you know, that you have cancer, that cancer is a destructive force in your body. But God's word is greater. He sends his word and it heals us. It has healing power. He sends his word and it delivers us, has delivering power. It reminds me of this other man that we recently met who, um, he was homeless how many years? Was he homeless? Many years homeless, riding the trains around and around in his city. And over the course of time, he had lost one of his lungs. And so he became, he found a home, he had a job, he was off the streets, but here he has one lung. So he's on the list. And he was on the streets because of drug abuse and alcohol. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, he was an addict. addict. Um, But he was on the list for um, a lung replacement. (laughs) He was on the list for a lung transplant. So... He was waiting. So every few months, he would go into the doctor, and the doctor would check him just to make sure, you know, everything's okay, and we'll keep you on the list, and we wait for a long. Well, one day, he was in church, and the pastor was preaching and teaching, and the Holy Spirit was moving, and the the pastor was coming down the aisle, and when he walked past this man, he slapped him right here and said, total restoration. Well, this man thought, oh, restoration with my kids, Mm -hmm. restoration with my family, which it did include that, but little did he know that in that moment when the pastor, the total restoration, he got a brand new lung. This is how he found (laughs) out. He goes to the doctor for his checkup, and the doctor's listening and everything. He says, so um, when your lung comes in, where would you like us to put it? And he says, well, what do you mean? I want you to put it in the spot where my other one is missing. And he said, there's no room there. You have a brand new lung. That's an awesome example of God sending his word. It was the word of the Lord that that pastor spoke. Total restoration. And that word made a brand new lung. Yes. Amazing. Praise God. I'm reminded of... uh, a passage of scripture that I read recently. It just really stood out to me. It says in Psalm 85, 
And listen, we're talking about the power of God's word. And if we're going to get something out of it, if we're going to receive something out of it, we're going to have to do what this verse says. It says, I will hear what God the Lord will speak. Or you could say, I will listen with expectancy what God the Lord will speak. For he will speak peace to his people and to his saints. Now that word peace, it's a, it's a big word in the Hebrew language. It's the Hebrew word shalom. And it means health, healing, happiness, wholeness, rest, contentment, safety, safety, wellness, wellness nothing missing, uh, prosperity, mm-hmm. nothing missing, nothing broken. Notice, I will hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak wholeness to his people, healing to his people, wellness to his people. You know, and when God speaks, things become. That's right. He spoke the universe into existence. So let me encourage you, pray, wait on the Lord, let him speak inside of you. Or as you read the Bible, if you have a Bible, I would encourage you to get one if you don't. When you read it, expect him to talk to you. Let the words minister to you. Expect to hear from heaven. When God speaks to you, things become. Yeah, that's good. Amen. 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 And it goes on to say, but let them not turn back to folly. See, a lot of times we're in trouble because of our foolishness. Let them not turn back to folly. Surely his salvation is near to those who reverently, worshipfully fear him. Mm. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Another passage of scripture in James chapter 1. Listen to this. James chapter 1 verse 21 says, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, And receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Now remember, spirit, soul, body. Your spirit can be born again, but your soul still needs to be saved. Your soul needs to be renovated. Your mind needs to be renewed. How do you do it? You receive with humility, with meekness, the implanted word of God. There's a phrase that just came to me uh, recently. I don't know. Someone said it. I don't know who thought it or whatever. And now you say it all the time. It, it's, it's so profound. You don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like people who are deceived. They don't know they're deceived. Right. <laughs> you don't know what you don't know. And you only know what you know. And you only know what you know. Well, what's the solution to that? Because if you don't know something that you need to know, how are you going to know it? You have to have the humility to learn. You have to be teachable. You have to go to the word of God with humility. Say, Lord, I don't know what I don't know. Teach me your ways. Mm -hmm. Reveal things to me. Help me to understand what I need to understand that I might walk in your ways. And here, as you receive with humility the implanted word, it has the power to save, heal, deliver your soul. There was a time when I was suffering really badly with anxiety and panic attacks to the point where I was laying on the floor shaking 
several times a day just waiting for it to pass. Or I'd be driving down the road, and all of a sudden it would come on me, and I'd have to pull over. Well, a friend of mine, Gwen, she was praying for me, and she said, Victoria, I have a word for you that will help you. So I'm all excited. Okay, what's she going to say that's going to help me? She said, when that starts to happen, you need to say, I am righteous by the blood of Jesus. I am righteous by the blood of Jesus. When she first told me that, I thought, man, that's just too simple for what I'm going through. I didn't really receive that from her. I was not humble. I thought, man, I went to Bible school. That's the first thing they taught me. What is she talking about? (laughs) But guess what? The next time I had a panic attack and that anxiety caught came on me. I called Gwen, and she said, now repeat after me. I am righteous by the blood of Jesus. And you know what? It took a little bit of time, but I did that over and over and over again until, guess what? It it lifted off of me. And now anytime that anxiety or panic tries to come on me, I remember that. I had to receive with meekness that word, and it was able to save my soul. Yeah, and that reminded me of this passage of Scripture. It says, all your children shall be taught by the Lord. Well, whether you're a child or an adult, you need to be taught by the Lord. Mm -hmm. You need to make, you need to choose. I'm going to be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. But listen to what it says. All your children shall be taught by the Lord. And great shall be the peace of your children. That is the word shalom again. Safety, wellness, happiness, health. That's right. Psalm says, great peace they have. Or... Uh, Those who love thy law have great peace. The law of God, the word of God produces a supernatural peace in us. But notice what it continues to say. In righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression, for you shall not fear. Now notice, panic attacks were coming on her. And our friend said, just say this after me. I am righteous by the blood of Jesus. And see, our righteousness is established. The foundation of our righteousness is the shed blood of Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God, came to this earth, He came to die on the cross for our sins so that by the shedding of His holy blood, our sins could be washed away and we could become righteous. Romans 5.17 says... Uh, to um, the, the gift of righteousness is received by faith. We've received the gift of righteousness. Praise God. He who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So as you become established in righteousness, which is purchased by Jesus' blood, notice what it says. In righteousness you shall be established and you shall be Far from oppression, for you shall not fear. And really, anxiety is a manifestation of fear and worry. You know, but this is such a good way to come at it. Mm -hmm. It's easier to get someone to hook up with you in, I am righteous by the blood of Jesus, when they're having anxiety, than to say, do not be anxious about anything. Mm -hmm. I already am. You know, help me out of this. It's Mm -hmm. very helpful. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And here's the good news. Every man, every woman, no matter our background, no matter what you've done, no matter what I've done, no matter if you're rich, no matter if you're poor, 
no matter your race, no matter the country you're from or where you, where you live, city, village, done a lot of bad things or have tried to be a good person, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Every single person can be righteous by the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. When Jesus died on the cross, he died for all. You have to receive it. But when he died, he died for you. Hallelujah. All you have to do is say, Lord, I know I need it. My righteousness is not sufficient. My righteousness is really filthy. You know, all the good deeds in the world cannot remove the stain of sin. But the blood of Jesus can. And if you want that stain to be gone, right now you can receive. Just just open up your heart right now and say this after me to the Lord God Almighty. Say, Dear Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. And I believe that I need a Savior. And His name is Jesus Christ. I believe He died on the cross for my sin. I believe He was buried. And I believe you raised Him up from the dead. His blood was shed. His blood was shed to wash away my sin. To wash away my sin. I'm sorry for my sins. I'm sorry for my sins. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. I turn my back on my sin. I turn my back on my sin. And I ask you to cleanse me now. I ask you to cleanse me now. Dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. I confess you. I confess you. As Lord of my life. As Lord of my life. Come and live inside my heart. Come and live inside my heart. Be my Savior now. Be my Savior now. And according to your promise. According to your promise. I know you do. I know that you and I declare, I declare, I am saved, I am saved. in Jesus' in name. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Victoria, why don't you lead them in a prayer for peace in their mind and healing in their body right now. Father God, we just come to you right now in the name of Jesus, and we lift up everyone who is either watching or listening to this message. Lord God, you see everyone. I thank you, Lord, that even their very hairs on their head are numbered and you care about every situation. Father, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would fill them and heal their hearts and set them free. We rebuke fear in the name of Jesus. We command you to go. We rebuke stress and anxiety. Leave these people now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for filling them with your peace that passes all understanding. I pray that they would experience your love and peace in a great, great way. Lord, even as they go to sleep at night, Lord, that you would visit them. Thank you for making yourself real to them. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We believe the Holy Spirit is filling your place. Wherever you're at right now, the Holy Spirit is filling your room, filling your car. He's working in your life. Yes. Amen. There's total freedom in Jesus Christ. Amen. As you continue to walk with him, continue in his word. That word is permeating you. Praise God. We believe that the presence of the Holy Spirit is filling your place, your room, your car, wherever you are, either watching or listening to this program. We're very confident that the Holy Spirit is working in you right now. We encourage you uh, to put this message into practice. 
Get a Bible, read it, pray, seek the face of the Father God. Let his words penetrate your mind, your heart. Let it work in you, healing you, giving you total freedom and victory in Jesus' name. Amen. We're glad you joined us today. And uh, we want to encourage you again to visit our website at impacttoday.tv. Shoot us an email. Uh, Let us know what's going on in your life. If you have a prayer request, if you have a testimony of healing or a miracle, or maybe today you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. We want to hear about it. Let us know. God bless you. We will be praying for you. And uh, we will see you next time. Impact Today is made possible by the generous support of the friends and partners of Global Impact Ministries International.